Great win for the Apple Sox to take the series against the Kelowna Falcons as they pick up a 13-0 triumph on Thursday night. Wenatchee has now won three consecutive series and really puts themselves in the driver's seat heading into a crucial series this weekend against the Bend Elks, a team who entering this weekend, entering Thursday night's action, sitting at 15-9, did not play on Thursday, and they've been a tough team. They swept the Apple Sox early in the summer in that first weekend of the season, June 3rd through 5th, and the Sox kind of owe them. Bend walked off twice against the Apple Sox after Wenatchee took Leads into the bottom of the ninth as well as the bottom of the 11th in the series finale. And Wenatchee owes them a couple of wins here on home field at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. However, Wenatchee picking up its second shutout victory of the season on Thursday night, defeating the Kelowna Falcons 13 to nothing. Let's look at the scoring again of this one. The Apple Sox in the second inning were able to get on the board first with three runs in the frame. Ryan Mullen was able to pitch in and out of trouble in the first and second innings, stranding a total of five runners through the first inning and a half. But Wenatchee got to work in the second inning. Cole Miller opened up with a single. It would be his first of three hits on the night. Two batters later with two outs, Grant Sherrod singled to extend the inning, and Joichiro Oyama drew a walk to load up the bases. Matt Hallback and Ivar Kent would come through with consecutive singles to get the Apple Sox the first three runs and, frankly, the only runs that they would need on Thursday night. Two hits in the inning, one walk. He swings, hits a ball out toward left field. This will drop in front of the left fielder, Edwards. Miller scores. Sherrod scores. Two to nothing, Wenatchee in the bottom of the second inning. Callback with the third hit of the frame for the Sox, coming through to give the Apple Sox the early lead. Two runs driven in for Hallback. Now Arquette looking to add to it. Swings and hits one the opposite way. Big turnaround, third base. Here comes Joe Itro. He will score standing up. An RBI single for Iva Arquette. The two-out action keeps coming here for the Apple Sox. That's their fourth different hit of the inning. Hallback goes first to third as Arquette plates Oyama and makes it 3 to nothing Wenatchee in this three-run second inning so far. The Apple Sox didn't get anything in the third, but pretty much from there to the rest of the game, they were swinging it pretty strong. In the fourth inning, Grant Sherrod led off with a home run, his first of the season in league play, second overall, including his non-league blast on June 13th, and that guaranteed him a multi-hit night with his second of the game. The 2-2 pitch coming. Sherrod swings and clubs one out toward left field. This ball is going back toward the corner and over the fence for a home run. The sixth home run in the last six games for the Apple Sox and Sherrod's first in a West Coast League game. His second overall after also hitting one earlier this year in a non-league contest. He launches this one over the fence for a home run and what Wenatchee adds to its lead. It's four to nothing here in the fourth inning. Later in the inning, two outs after back-to-back -back outs recorded after Sherrod's homer. Ivar Kent walked, stole second to continue the inning, and scored on an RBI single by Xander Orohudos, which at the time made it 5 to nothing. Apple Sox. Two quick outs on pop outs to right field after that, but Wenatchee has a chance here, and they will add another run. It's their fourth two-out run of the ball game, and they make it 5 to nothing on a Xander Orohudos RBI single here in the fourth inning. Orohudos comes in to drive in Arquette, whose two-out walk extended the inning, and Wenatchee takes a 5 to nothing lead. Wenatchee picked up runs in the sixth and seventh innings with a couple of different errors 
on the Kelowna defense. They would commit three in this ball game. A couple of unearned runs came across in each of those frames to extend the Apple Sox lead. But then the wheels really fell off in the final inning that the Apple Sox got a chance to hit the eighth as Wenatchee was able to score six runs in the frame on four hits, drew three walks. Big swings to the bat came from Cole Miller. First off, picking up his third hit of the game, going three for five on the night. Picked up an RBI to, at the time, make it eight to nothing, Apple Sox. And then followed that up with a single from Joichiro Oyama and another big hit from Iva Arquette as he played a two to play the final two innings of the eighth inning. Bottom eight, the pitch. Swinging a ball, hit down toward the left center field gap. He will get in there. Orahudos gets a wave around third base. He will score, and it is eight oh, yeah. to nothing. Apple Sox as they continue to pour it on here in the eighth inning. RBI single for Miller. Back-to-back -back hits for Wenatchee. They have matched their single game high this season, which came back on June 12th with their 15th hit of the night. 2-0 misses way inside, goes to the backstop. A little bit of hesitation, but now coming in to score on the wild pitch is Miller, and it's now 10-0 Apple Sox. They also won 12-2 in other games. Here's a ball hit into shallow center field. No play for anyone. It's kept in by Parsons, but it will go down as a single for Oyama. Another run across. The beat goes on. It's 11-0 Apple Sox. The 1-2, swung on, hits off of Prendergast into center field. Sherrod scores. Oyama comes around from second. He will score as well. Two more runs driven in for Iva Arquette as he's got a three-hit night. He plays two more, three hits, three RBI for the flying Hawaiian Arquette. And the 10th hitter of the inning will come up to the plate here as the Apple Sox have played at six runs and lead 13 to nothing here in the eighth inning, still with just one out. Six runs in total scoring for the Apple Sox in the eighth inning, and that would be enough. They went to the ninth and closed this one out as Connor Wilson tossed a scoreless ninth inning. Here's a ball swung on, hit out to left field, long run back for Hallback. He's in position, and the ball game is over as he makes the grab, and the Apple Sox lock up a 13-0 victory against the Kelowna Falcons, getting the win here tonight. The Apple Sox doing a little bit of everything, three runs in the second, two in the fourth, one in the sixth, another in the seventh, and sixth in the eighth as they pick up their second shutout victory of the season. So the Apple Sox picking up the big win, improving to 11 to 13, 11 and 13 on the season. They jump past Kelowna in the standings, and are pretty close to the Nanaimo Night Owls as well, who are in fourth place with that last playoff spot in the North Division. Bellingham has already clinched the first half playoff berth. They have won it. They sit at 17 and six entering the weekend. Their first half wraps up this weekend, so no one else will have a chance to catch them for the first half. But of course, four playoff spots awarded in this. 2022 West Coast League season. A lot of spots up for grabs still, three to choose from, and really the way the second half is going to go, whoever will win the second half or have the second best overall record is going to get that second spot, and then in the third and fourth seeds will go to the two teams with the next best overall records. And why not the Apple Sox, the way they're playing? They have won three consecutive series as they head into a big series this weekend against the Bend Elks. Following Thursday night's victory, I had a chance to catch up with Grant, Sherrod, and Evan Canfield. Give a listen. Grant, that had to be a big swing of the bat for you. Had to feel so good this night where you told me last week at the plate things were, were kind of tough for you. You felt like you were going through some stuff, but you thought you were getting close. You were making the right improvements. What improvements do you think led to this big night for you? Uh, absolutely. Um, 
Honestly, the biggest improvement I made this week is just having fun, going in there ready to hit. Uh, I was thinking a little bit too much about my mechanics, and uh, it goes to show when you let something rip and trust, uh, good things happen. So, Take me through that swing for the home run in the fourth. <clears throat> um, uh, fouled off a fastball earlier in that count, was ready for it. Uh, threw, he elevated a little bit, uh, down two strikes, and, and I was ready for it. Pulled it out. Yeah, you sure did. You hit that home run. Uh, had You got a single back in the second inning, which I think in a lot of ways might have been even more important than the home run, considering when we look at the final score with it being 13 to nothing, the single you had in the second came to continue the inning. At the time, there were two outs, yep. runner on. Uh, take me through that. Did you change up your approach to the plate? Were you shortening up a little bit? Oh, absolutely. I was I was down two strikes in that count as well, and it, I got another fastball inside. They've been challenging me with fastballs all weekend, and I haven't been getting to them. So that, that was my approach today, just attack a fastball, pull something, and uh, and it went through the six hole and it worked. It feels like you have really been attacking a little bit earlier in counts. When you first got here, it was kind of waiting, see yep. a couple of pitches, which is understandable. Plenty of guys do that. You seem yep. like you're jumping a little bit in earlier in counts. Uh, absolutely. Take me through that decision. Um. Just just like I was talking about, I was being patient. I was thinking about mechanics, and I wasn't ready to hit the pitch that was coming. So the biggest adjustment I've made is just attacking early, seeing, seeing a fastball and hitting a fastball. Yeah. And and if it's late in the count, sit back and hit a curveball. So. Yeah, and we sure saw you hit a fastball. The one you hit, you launched 380 feet, 106 mile per hour exit velo. A little different from the last time you hit a home run here, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Had to be more fun also hitting a home run in this type of game compared to a few weeks ago when you hit the one in the non-league games. Absolutely. Uh, what did that mean to send one out in a game where you guys were able to kind of control how the game went this time around? Uh, it felt good. Um, you know, it was a solid game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, it was, a, it was a good swing. I'm, I'm just happy to put Burrell on the ball. You didn't play yesterday, but obviously yesterday kind of left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. What was the coaching staff's message after the game heading into today? Um, uh, they really got on us uh, about wanting it and uh, and uh, setting good examples in the dugout, being good teammates. Um, we had some selfish at-bats yesterday that, that uh, worked the other team out of some tough innings where we could have put up some serious runs. So uh, it, it's good to gel as a unit and uh, put up some runs. So. Absolutely. Well, Grant, thank you for joining us. The four runs scored from you, four times reaching base. Had to be a lot of fun. Keep it going this Absolutely. weekend. Absolutely. Thank you. That was Grant Sherrod joining us here on the postgame show. And now we're joined by Evan Canfield, who in his first game this summer for the Apple Sox, pitching at home after a couple of road appearances, able to have a huge effect in tonight's ball game as uh, Canfield came on in relief for the Apple Sox in the fifth inning and really got it done. Evan uh, in this one, just some great work from you out of the pen. We look at your final line, three and two-thirds, scoreless, one hit, no walks, five strikeouts. For you, it, the thing I've noticed your three outings is just you've limited base runners so well. What was the message to the coaching staff bringing you in in the middle of a, a point in the game where things still could kind of go their way with a couple swings of the bat? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just came in with the mentality to throw strikes and attack batters, and fortunately that worked out for me all night. Third time appearing here in relief, you've been talked about as a potential option out of the start as a starting rotation option. Uh, what's that been like going in relief, though, primarily so far? Uh, I'm not used to it, actually, but I like it because that way I can come out and be a dog for three innings and help my yeah. team. How, how has your approach changed as being a reliever compared to being typically a starter? Uh, I like to pound the strike zone a lot, so that way if I fall behind an account, I can limit runners. So. 
got to be kind of nice knowing you can sort of empty the tank, so to speak, as a reliever. It's, you know, let's get through this inning, and then we'll talk about the next one. Is that kind of how you felt tonight was let's just get through this first inning where you were pitching a, kind of a jam. Yeah. You know, you allowed the one base hit, but then you got the double play. Were you thinking let's just get out of this inning, and then we'll see where I'm at after that? Oh, yeah. I totally uh, try to get my players' plays in the field so they can limit my pitch count and get outs. You pitched here once last year as a visitor. You had a really good game for Port Angeles. And yeah. that one game, that was your first appearance last summer. And correct me if I'm wrong, your first time pitching at the collegiate level too, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did that mean to be doing it this time in front of the home crowd as oh, a member of the home team? It was nice. All the crowds cheering you on. There's nothing better than it. Nothing better. Well, Evan, thank you for joining us here, and let's go get another one. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. That was Grant Sherrod followed by Evan Canfield after the Apple Sox 13 to nothing victory over the Kelowna Falcons on Thursday night. Before the game, also had a chance to catch up with another member of the team. He did not play on Thursday night, but was coming off of a two-hit performance on Wednesday, his second two-hit performance in his last three games played. Ezra Samperi, an incoming senior at Gonzaga. Give a listen. We're joined by Ezra Samperi, the West Coast League veteran. Not sure how many of you know this. He's now onto his third different WCL organization in four seasons. Ezra, uh, there's not many people at this point who I remember from the first year I was broadcasting who are still here. You've been with a few different teams <laughs> since then, but it's been cool to follow your path across the Pacific Northwest in this league. What's it been like kind of going team to team? It's it, You've got to love summer ball if you're playing it this much at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely love summer ball, and I think the biggest thing for me is staying locally just so my, my parents can come, my family can come see me. Um, every team's different, and that's that's kind of like why I like going around to every different team. And um, I've, I've enjoyed all of them, and I really love being up in the Northwest because the weather's great during the summer. Yeah, it sure is. It's, it's warming up a little bit right now, but it's still pretty good compared to especially even East Coast and Midwest with the heat they get. But Ezra, one of the teams you played for, it's kind of fitting we're talking to you today, was Kelowna. Now, you got to taste a little bit of the playoffs with them in 2018. As someone who's played through the postseason, what does that make you, you know, seeing what that was like, playing a few years since then, you were with Bellingham a bit last year as well when they made it, how much does that make you want to get back into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I mean, our, the goal is to win, and... Um... The play, playoffs is like the mindset, and that's where you want to be. So every day we got to take it day by day. Every day is different. We're gonna we're gonna feel different every day, and we just got to come out. And if we have 90%, we got to give 100% of our 90%. Um, we're not gonna have 100% every day, but we just got to do our best and um, keep putting things together. I mean, some days we have offense, and some days our pitching carries us. And I've noticed in the, the whole Canada trip we just had, and coming up and playing Kelowna, we've kind of pieced things together, and so that's that's what's been really good for us. Finding a way seems like it's been the theme for this team. And you found a way to be in the lineup a lot. You're a guy who catches and can play the outfield pretty well. You don't see too many players like that, really any level. What's that like having that kind of versatility, giving you the ability to be in the lineup pretty much on a daily basis? It's pretty nice. Um, it's it's hard at times because sometimes I don't know where I'm going to play. But uh, if teams don't know I can play the outfield and being a catcher, I can run a little bit. It kind of helps getting down the line, opens up some holes a little bit. Um, but I think. It's it's two different like mindsets you have. Outfield's more like more chill, and you you don't get as much action. But um, when when I'm not playing outfield, I do love catching because you get a lot of action, and you can build great relationships with pitchers, and you just you just get to be a part of the game every pitch, and I really like that. 
Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned speed. You had 20 stolen bases, I think it was a couple of years ago at Mount Hood. So you do have, he does have wheels. At some point, he may get a stolen base or two here this summer. So we're chatting with Ezra Samperi ahead of tonight's game. Ezra, let's talk about your ninth inning hitting recently. Now, I've been telling people, you know, NIL is very much a part of the college game right now. When are we going to see you trademark ninth inning Samperi? Because all six of your RBI this summer have come in your last three games played, all in the ninth inning. You've also had a walk-off hit back in the spring in the season opener for Gonzaga. You've kind of had a flair for dramatic. What's that like for you batting later in ball games? Again, many of these ninth inning situations weren't pressure situations, but what's that meant for you to get those kind of hits later in the game? It's pretty sweet. Um, like going into my last AB, if I'm like hitless on the day, I'm just thinking like find a barrel, find a barrel. I'm not thinking about getting a hit because that's when I get really jumpy. Um, but I think getting these RBIs late in the game is pretty good because it helps roll over into the next game. Um, provides a little bit of momentum for the team and just to be that team player for the guys. And you've really settled into a groove at the plate recently. Your last three games, you've had two different multi-hit games, hits in all three of those games. What's kind of come around for you? You had a few weeks off after Gonzaga's season ended. It you know, maybe took a little bit to get back into the swing of things, but what's been clicking lately? Honestly, just just keep swinging, jumping early up in counts, um, not getting deep in counts. Uh, I saw a statistic the other day, and it was talking about like batting average percentage with two strikes and um, two strike counts. Um, and after seeing that, it's kind of I just want to jump up on pitches early and know how they're attacking me and base my plan off that. Um, and just keep swinging, you know, like the slump that I started the summer with, I've never been in before. And it was as I went through it, I just found like more joy in it because it was it was funny that I just barrel balls right to guys, you know. Um, but as I got out of that, I've, I've started to develop um, some better swinging habits. And I've been working with Coach Marcus a lot and he's been helping me a lot. Um, and so. I'm starting to get it. Starting to get back yeah. in the hang of things. <laughs> no, you're definitely getting there. We can see it for the last few games. Hey, just keep swinging, right? Sure. That's all <laughs> Absolutely. It is. Ezra, thanks for joining us. Best of luck tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. That will do it for this edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. The Apple Sox have won three consecutive series. They are rolling right now, but they will face, as I mentioned several times, a stiff test coming up this weekend in the Bend Elks. Series opens up on Friday night at 6:35 p.m. Fireworks show will follow the Saturday 7:05 p.m. first pitch. And then the first half of the 2022 West Coast League season wraps up on Sunday when the Apple Sox play the Elks at 1.05 p.m. The Sox owe the Elks a couple of big wins. Bend walked off Wenatchee twice in the opening weekend of the season and swept that first year, first three games of the season and kept Mitch Darlington looking for his first victory as Apple Sox head coach. And he would get it in the first game at home on June 6th, but he has been circling these three games, and can you blame him? These are three really important ones. Bend is a game back of first place in the South Division of the Corvallis Knights entering play on Friday. So this is a tough opponent, and this is a good little like midseason test for the Apple Sox. If they can take two or three, this will tell us a ton about where this Apple Sox team is right now. Again, first pitch on Friday night at 6.35 p.m. You can tune in to the Haran Estates Winery pregame show on the Apple Sox radio network beginning at 6.10 p.m on kcsyfm.com. Thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Please subscribe if you do not already so you can get the latest updates to the podcast and have it downloaded on your mobile device. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Joel Norman. This is the Apple Sox podcast.